Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Canberra Football Show, episode 80, round 8 review. A lot to talk about today in terms of the leagues as it's the last round um, before next week where we have the round um, of the, of course, the Cup Finals between the Federation Cup Final and the Oz Cup qualifying final. Two big matches that we'll be covering uh, next week. So, Michael, every team trying to get in there, get as much points as they can before a well-earned uh, weekend off for half for some clubs, not all, because there will be... I think there's a catch-up match on Friday night uh, between Gunners and Tigers, and there's also a women's catch-up match on the Thursday. But, uh, yep. yeah, all in all, another very good weekend of football before we kick it off. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Like you said, you know, we've got Oz Cup and Federation Cup football coming up, and like you said, we've also got the catch-up games as well. So not every team are going to have a supposed break, but those teams that won't be sort of partaking in any football action during that time can get a well-earned rest and sort of reset their batteries and get going again in a few weeks' time. So it's going to be interesting to see how the clubs that are playing these games during that uh, during that time span in the next couple of weeks with the cup football and catch-up matches, we'll see how they go when, uh, you know, they come up against those teams that have had, you know, a bit of a longer break, uh, get to sort of reset relax, think about the games that are coming up. And I think that's, you know, pretty much it. But nevertheless, Matt, we will get into sort of the weekend's action from this past weekend and uh, some of the fixtures that we've got uh, coming up, which you and I have briefly mentioned already. So it's going to be a good weekend ahead uh, for football, nevertheless. We kick off with... Uh, the first of the matches uh, that we will be breaking down, which is the Battle of the Big Cats, um, as Russ likes to dub it. Tigers against Monaro, 2-1 victory to the Tigers. Uh, this was played at Riverside, but it was a 3 o'clock kickoff and it was the Tigers' home match uh, due to the AS being unavailable, I believe. So the Panthers were the first of said Big Cats to pounce uh, within the first uh, nine minutes into the second half. It was none other than Rocco Stricker to strike an absolutely beauty of a free kick dipped in for the top corner of the far post, uh, leaving Jacob Cole with no real chance to save that one. This is Stricker's fifth goal of the campaign, making him his side's top scorer. Uh, on the 71st minute mark, the Tigers swipe back. It was none other than Josh Golevsky that was able to deliver a great ball from a, from the free kick for Sam Whittier to header at home at the bottom corner and pull his side level as well in the meantime. Tigers completed their comeback six minutes from full time as Nikos Kalfas dinked a nice ball uh, through for Josh Golevsky to run onto. Golevsky went on a tearing run and blasted a low shot from the outside of the box past Thurtell in at the left post. This is Golevsky's eighth goal of the season, so he's currently the top goal scorer in the in the NPL with that goal. Very important comeback from the Tigers as they keep pace with Canberra Olympic as they still remain three points off them in second place with a match in hand that we mentioned before. Um, yeah, if they if they didn't make the comeback, um, they, yeah, it would be a little more uh, to make up. So if they're able to get a win, granted it's against Gagarin, so it's definitely 
nowhere near a you know conclusion or anything like that. But if they're able to keep the pace and get the win, they will be level with Olympic. So hence, this is a very important victory um, for them. The loss for Manara, on the other hand, though, means that they're... Remember the win-loss, win-loss, win-loss trend that Russ was chatting about uh, the last couple of times have been on for Monaro. That continues with this loss. Um, it also means um, that the Panthers do drop to fifth place now behind Gangalan and O'Connor Knight. So I think they drop from third to fifth, but only two points. So as we mentioned, super competitive and there's a lot. Uh, there's not a lot of points between the teams at the moment. However, the Panthers do drop out of the top four with that loss. Michael, uh, who do we have next up? And it was an absolutely cracking one on Sunday afternoon. Big derby. Big derby indeed, Matt. The Chivalpi derby, as we all like to call it on this show. Uh, a huge result for the O'Connor Knights, Matt. It was a 1-0 victory for them away from home uh, against Canberra, Croatia. 1-0 thanks to Sosa Ehegi's goal late in the second half. So like I mentioned, a huge result for O'Connor in this match. While Canberra Croatia's form, uh, well, their struggle for form at the moment continues at this present moment, Matt. But nevertheless, it was a very close and competitive match between these two sides in the derby. It was pretty much what you would have expected for a derby match at Deakin Stadium. You know, it took a moment of magic in the second half, Matt, from Daniel Roberts uh, to display some nice skill near the halfway line before he sort of just dinked the ball over the top to the striker, Ihegi, who made a great run in behind the defence. And then he managed to take the ball down with his head and then head towards goal before finishing through the keeper's legs to score the match winner that proved to be in this encounter. So it was a very nice goal, came at a very crucial time as well, Matt, because you start thinking at that point, 80-minute mark plus, you know, scores are locked at nil-nil. You probably think it's going to end in a stalemate, but that's where, you know, you really count on individuals to produce a bit of magic to come up with something special and get you a victory when it looks like, you know, you, you might be drawing a game, you might be losing a game, whatever the case may be. So sometimes a difference like that, can prove absolutely vital. And that's what what happened in this match for O'Connor. A very good result for them. They get to keep a clean sheet as well. We know how difficult it is to keep a side like Canberra Croatia out from scoring goals, you know, despite the fact that they might not be playing their best football at this present moment. It's still a very good result for the O'Connor Knights in this game. So it was a great spectacle for everyone that was there at Deakin Stadium watching along for this match. The result means for Canberra-Croatia, they've now only managed one victory in their past five games, Matt. So that just touches on sort of the struggles that I mentioned at the top of the breakdown. But we know the sort of quality that they still have throughout that team, and it might just take them a little bit of time to get the squad working together, gelling together in order to put some results forward because we know that they're more than capable of doing that. They've done it for so many years. They've won titles uh, based on the fact that they've been an insanely consistent team in this competition. So it'd be foolish to rule out the fact that they can't, you know, get a run together and get themselves back in the top four picture. And the win for the O'Connor Knights means uh, they've now made a return to the top format. So 
the match that you mentioned before with Monaro losing, they drop out, O'Connor jumps in to fourth place. Uh, what have we got next up, Matt, for MPL action? A convincing win uh, at home for a particular team. Yeah, Canberra Olympic uh, continue the very, very fine form, as I will mention soon. 4-0 over the West Canberra Wanderers. Max Malik opened the scoring via a header at the near post uh, from a corner kick uh, 30 minutes into the encounter to break that deadlock around the 20-minute mark. Sorry, around 20 minutes into the second half, Alan James whipped in a corner, uh, which Nathan Magic jumped highest to bullet a header home uh, in the back of the net to make it 2-0 uh, for the home side. Less than a minute later, Olympic knocked the ball around the Wanderers' box with a great string of play, and it ended with a ball being whipped in for Thomas James, who neatly sort of backflicks it uh, as the ball was in the air to make it 3 an absolute class goal here. Go check it out on Bar TV. A little over five minutes later, Alan James received the ball from a switch of play, dribbled it out wide, cut across his marker and shot it uh, across goal, uh, shot it across goal and the keeper for the far post. Another really great goal here from Alan James. Uh, regarding Olympic, uh, they cruise to their seventh victory of the season so far, and this is their fifth victory in a row as well. They remain in first place, three points above the Tigers, who have a game in hand, and it sort of builds more momentum as well for their cup final against Canberra, Croatia. Uh, Canberra, Croatia, despite the matches being extremely close, uh, don't have the form in terms of wins uh, in the league heading into this one, while Olympic do. So it's it's interesting to see that sort of form going into here. And in terms of the West Canberra Wanderers, still yet to find their first points. Um, obviously, no shame in losing to a side that's in absolutely red-hot form like Canberra Olympic. Uh, however, except after last week's match against Gungahlin, where they were super close to gaining possibly their first points of the season. Uh, to sort of follow up with this, uh, I'm sure it'll be a little disappointing for them. But yet again, you are facing probably the most informed side in Canberra Olympic in the league. Uh, and no doubt once the Wanderers do finally get their first points, sort of similar to what we were saying last season, we will see them pick up more points after that. It's just about getting that first point. Once they do, uh, I'm sure their uh, their form will improve. Michael, who do we have next up? Uh, Gungahlin United picked up a 3-0 victory against Tuggerong United in this match. Uh, with that victory, it means that they've made it back-to-back -back wins uh, in this match, having beat Tuggerong United. So they're building up a little bit of momentum there. And they would have been happy, obviously, Gungahlin, uh, to see Bernabo Madrid back on the score sheet at the very start of the second half after a closely contested first 45 minutes between these two teams. And then Bernabo Madrid managed to get his second goal of the match with a nice finish into the far corner after being played through on goal. So it was really a, a nice, uh, well-worked move from Gungahlin's, uh perspective because they were under a bit of pressure on the other end of the pitch defending and then they managed to sort of get play a few balls forward and... Before we knew it, they were in the attacking half, played in Bernabo Madrid, and we all know what he does in front of goal. 
like he has done so many times in his uh, MPL career, just sticks it in uh, the far corner and makes it 2-0 to Gungarland to a comfortable scoreline just after the hour mark on this occasion. And then Max Green uh, copped off, sorry, capped off the team's fine performance in the second half with a smashing goal at the near post. It really was a great goal. The ball was sort of cut across at the near post and he sort of made a good run and got a great connection on the ball to sort of blast into the back of the net. It all happened in a flash. That's how good the strike was on this occasion. So Tuggerong United, Matt, they remained second last on just three points in the competition standings. And for Gunga and United, they continue their fine form and they sit third place on the table. So like I said at the top, back-to-back victories for them, they'll be raring to go uh, and building on a little bit of confidence there as well, having picked up those victories. And for Tuggeron United, it'll just be a matter of, you know, putting this match behind them and trying to get themselves on the, you know, to score another victory. Like they already have managed to produce this season, but they'll be obviously seeking a little bit of consistency so they can try and work themselves up the competition table. Matt, do you want to uh, go through the fixture for the Australian Cup uh, qualifying final? Well, that is the big match, isn't it? It's uh, the match that all you know clubs in Canberra want to be a part of, to be on that national stage, make the round of 32. Both of these teams that I'm about to mention have been in there. And it is Canberra Croatia against Canberra Olympic Saturday, June 3rd, 5.30 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Of course, it'll be on Bar TV Sports uh, if in the area. And it's um, get down to the match because it's always a cracker. And like I mentioned, Olympic have been in there twice. have been Canberra's best performing team, of course, with that amazing semifinal run back in 2016. Both teams have been in there. Um, Olympic in an absolute run in terms of the form that they're on. Canberra Croatia, not the same sort of form in terms of the results. Still been very close matches and Canberra Croatia probably feel that there's a bit of a chip on their shoulder uh, with this second division uh, that they're in the AOI for. So I'm sure while both teams definitely want to be there, I feel there'll probably be just a slightly more pressure on Canberra Croatia um, to make that national stage to strengthen uh, that EOI for the second division. Now we go on to the MPL section of our show and we start with a match that Jeremy and I commentated on at McKellar Park on Saturday. Really intriguing one here. Uh, Gagalin set up, uh, Gagalin against Belconnen United, 2-0 to Gagalin. They set up sort of similar to the Olympic game a uh, week before, observed the pressure early on, playing out from the back and countering when they had the opportunity uh, they, but they really grew comfortable uh, early on. Uh, earlier on, they were defending well, but um, the passes strung from the back and that sort of thing wasn't as comfortable as it was 20 minutes in and it just kept growing, growing, growing in terms of Gagalan's confidence in in this one. And that showed because I opened the score in the ninth minute. Uh, Ginger Oliver stepped up to deliver a great uh, dropping corner. Rachel Corbett, Jumped highs for a header, saved by Ellie Summers. And there was a bit of a scramble before Ella Brown tapped it home to make sure that goal went in. Right on the hour mark, Gungarland shocked the host to take the lead again, this time through Rachel Corbett. Um, Rachel Corbett, um, sorry, uh, precise Erica Pennyfield executed a corner, dipped in for Corbett. 
a bullet of a header once again from her. And this time she was able to uh, score it to double the lead. Uh, once again, like I mentioned last week, with Ngarni's Olympic superb defensive performance um, and a great performance from the whole squad there. Uh, like I mentioned before, they really grew comfortable into this one. After they scored that goal, uh, you could really see it there. And regarding their placing, they're now two points behind Belco with one game in hand and they're in fourth place. Fantastic victory for Gungahlin and it gives them a boost ahead of their Federation Cup final against Belcon United uh, this week. And uh, a bit of a blow um, before the Federation Cup in terms of Belconnen to lose this one, uh, despite having uh, the more threatening chances um, at the start of the second half. They have a they have a whole week now to strategize how to combat this Gungarland, well-structured Gungarland defense. Uh, regarding the table, though, this was a blow because Belcon United do drop to third place behind Olympic and Croatia. However, they're only trailing by one point. So that draw which you're about to mention soon, Michael, between Croatia and Olympic was probably the best outcome for Belconnen in that regard to the table. I'm really looking forward to this Federation Cup final. I'll mention the details at the end of the MPLW segment, but we got a little preview this weekend, Michael, and that was a top four clash along with another top four clash you're about to mention now. That's right, Matt. Uh, Canberra Olympic up against Canberra Croatia in this one Sure. The spoils were shared. Sorry, it was 1-1 thanks to Ryan scoring for Canberra Olympic in the 13th minute and Mitchell in the 76th minute. What a great game this was between two fantastic teams, you know, as they couldn't be separated once the final whistle blew. You know, Olympic got the dream start that they would have been hoping for through Ryan. It was a nice goal from across that saw the ball go past the goalkeeper across into the far post. So just the deftest of sort of connections on the ball to sort of take it away from the goalkeeper there. And they were actually unlucky not to go 2-0 up minutes before halftime, Matt, as they struck the post from a long, long way out. So in that instance, Canberra Croatia were breathing a sigh of relief, having seen that hit the post and not see their deficit go from one goal to two goals. And in this instance, we then go over to the second half, which again, proved to be very tightly contested between uh, the two teams, but it was the away side who grabbed the equaliser through Mitchell in the 76th minute, like I mentioned earlier, Matt, after some great work from Barach to find her in the box to score past the goalkeeper. So in this match, you know, it ends all square, one apiece. Like I said, it's what you would have expected between two great teams. You know, you can't really find too many glaring differences as they're two very good teams in this competition. And there are certainly no surprises that they weren't able to be split apart on this occasion. But the result means for Olympic that they stay top and Canberra Croatia is second, uh, both with 17 points, Matt, but Olympic are ahead via goal difference. So that's how the league table is shaping up in MPLW towards the top. Matt, do you want to get into our next match? A monumental victory for a particular uh, MPLW outfit. Yeah, first victory for and first points for West Canberra Wanderers uh, Women's of the season. It was a 2-0 victory against Tyrone United over at Canberra. 
Both teams fought well in this one, uh, with both of the goals coming very late into the dying embers of the match. It was the West Canberra Wanderers who were off the mark first, intently pushing for their first points of the season. Nikita Perry whipped in a huge corner kick, perfectly falling for the presence of Kara Cheruti, uh, who was able to header at home against her old side in the 88th minute. We've said that a few times this season, have we, in terms of players scoring against their old sides. On the stroke of the 90-minute mark, just before stoppage time, Wanderers struck again, this time through Kate Walker, as she ended a great piece of team play uh, from the visitors. Huge victory for the Wanderers as they garnered their first points of the 2023 campaign, as mentioned before. Uh, they've worked, obviously, extremely hard at this moment. You could see the excitement after both the goals, especially the second goal. Uh, this win also means not only is it their first points, it also means they are now off the bottom Tipping their opponents today via goal difference. So they're both on three points, but the goal difference, I think, is plus five more to the Wanderers. So well done to the Wanderers there. And I guess the question is sort of similar to what we'll talk about in terms of the men's um, Wanderers. Will this sort of be sort of the start point for the Wanderers? Just it, it was all about getting their first points. And if they can get their first points, will they start... Uh, wrapping up and picking up more points. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But regardless, well done to the Wanderers here. For Tuggies, on the other hand, though, they'll be disappointed to concede uh, really late in this one and lose their position over their opponents. Because, of course, if if it was a draw in this one, Tuggies would have been on four points. They still would have had that three-point difference. Uh, as mentioned before, though, they are behind on goal difference. Michael, who do we have next up? And another point for a team that has really been uh, picking up a bit of steam lately. Yeah, that's right, Matt. Uh, this match was played between the Canberra United Academy and ANUWFC. Another stalemate in, or I should say, sorry, a another draw in uh, MPL uh, W for this particular weekend. 1-1 between the two teams. For ANUW, it was Hopkins in the second half in the 63rd minute and a Ceres own goal from ANUW FC that granted CUA a very late equaliser in this match. You know, a heartbreaking set of circumstances for ANUW when, the, when you consider they were desperately close to picking up all three points and it would have been just their second win of the campaign. So you can see the importance of what a victory would have meant to a team in that position, but nevertheless, it was a good match between both of these teams. It was a very close competitive game. You know, ANUW got the lead in the second half through a great strike from Hopkins outside the box to beat the outstretched hands of the CUA goalkeeper to make it 1-0. And like I said, just when you thought they would have, you know, had the win, CUA grabbed an equaliser just before injury time. A beautifully swung in corner towards the back post, Matt, was put in their own net by Saris. So very unlucky. It's so, The balls had sort of just been lofted up and started to head towards the back post. Obviously, it's beat the keeper who's tried to get a hand on it. And I think that's sort of caused Saris a bit of blind uh, confusion as she's gone to sort of try and head the ball away. And unfortunately, it's ended up in the back of her own net. So very unlucky for ANUW in this instance, but I think that that's an, a performance that they can take a lot out of moving forward. So what it means for both teams, 
at the moment, Matt. CUA remain fifth uh, with 10 points and ANUW uh, just behind them with five points in sixth place on the table. Matt, what's our fixture for the Federation Cup final for the women's? Yeah, it is the match I mentioned before. We had a bit of a preview, like uh, I said earlier, Belconnen United against Gungarland United, 2 p.m. at Deakin Stadium, Saturday, June Third, hopefully the weather, of course, is um, good for both matches because uh, that always plays the best football. And yeah, like we mentioned, Gungalan getting the pip over them in terms of the um, momentum going into this one. Belconnen uh, obviously have more finals experience um, as a team, uh, considering they were in the Federation Cup final last year and the MPLW Grand Final. Uh, so this should be a really intriguing one. I think Gungalan are going for their first silverware. In this one, Belconnen trying to make up for that loss last year, and they've been on a great, um, great form in general. Uh, before the loss, before the loss to Gungahlin United, so I think this should be a really intriguing battle, and it's maybe one that people wouldn't have expected when they first looked at the list. But in terms of both the way they've played as and just how close they are on the table, even Gungahlin as well, uh, they're not far off that top three and they have a match in hand as well. So both teams thoroughly deserving and it'll be interesting to see if we see this reflection in the Fed Cup final also in the league. So there's my little breakdown of that one as we get into the CPL next. Michael, you have our first match for the CPL and there's a certain side for the Riverina who are on an absolute tear at the moment. They really are, Matt, and in this case, it's the Wagga City Wanderers who picked up a huge 2-0 victory over Belconnen United. It was Suleiman with a goal and Kadzola, both goals coming in the second half, 12 minutes apart. You know, it was a close and fiery encounter between these two sides from all accounts, which Matt included seven yellow cards, so it goes to show just how fiery this contest really was. You know, it was the home side, the Wanderers, who broke the deadlock in the 66th minute, thanks to Suleiman. You know, this was Suleiman's third goal of the season. You know, despite some pressure from Mel Connard attempting to draw level, it was uh, Morris Kadzola who put the score out of the Blue Devils' reach in the 78th minute. So the league's top scorer extended his lead at the top of the goal-scoring charts to nine goals. So two clear of Darren Bailey and Zach Lawrence. Another crucial victory for Wagga to leap to second place in the ladder, just one point off their Riverina rivals, Yulgali, with 15 points. You know, they lead Queenby by one point and ANU by two to round out the top four. You know, this is their third victory in a row. And, you know, they're really building some great momentum and are in some great form, as you mentioned, Matt. And, you know, for Belconnen, you know, they fought really hard in this one and they had their chances throughout the game. But, you know, they'll be disappointed not to come away with any points as they now drop out of the top four, one point off fourth place ANU and five points off tabletop as Yulgali. So it just goes to show how close and competitive CPL is going to be this season where we would have thought Belconnen United would have been, you know, won't say motivated to get themselves back into 
MPL action, but it just goes to show, I think, the rest of the teams that have strength, strengthened around them. And it's proving to be a very tough competition this year in particular, Matt. So all to play for between all these sides and there's teams, you know, like Wagga that are just in some brilliant form at the moment. And it's the Riverina clubs that are taking the cake in CPL at the moment. Matt, do you want to get into our next match? This was an absolute cracker between these two clubs that you're about to get into. Yeah, and I'm going to, it's another one where I'm going to say, go check out the goals. And I'll mention it where because there were some really, really good goals in this one. Uh, it was a 4 3 victory to the Brindabella Blues before I start over Queenbian at High Street. The Brindies kicked off the scoring 10 minutes into this encounter as Henry Wilkes provided it, himself a touch off a back header to him and then struck to score. Queenbian leveled and took. Uh, leveled and took the lead with their next two goals. The first being courtesy of an own goal via Nico Blaskovic off a corner. And then uh, the second goal was a great team play strung together. And the final ball was delivered to Nico Abbott for the goal in the box five minutes into the second half. The Brindy struck level eight minutes later through none other than Curtis Schaefer as he took advantage of a scramble on the edge of the box and the keeper was off his line, and he was able to place it past him to make it 2-2. Brindis took the lead through an absolute stunning free kick via Nico Blaskovic, a curler into the top right corner. Uh, the free kick rallied Queenbian to strike back for a 3-3 three, three, uh, to level the score a minute later as a free kick delivered into the box was finished off by Huss Furege. And the drama and brilliance of this game did not end at a level score. Uh, Nico Blaskovic was not finished as well with the stunners for the afternoon. He received the ball on the outside of the box and unleashed another curler into that same top right corner, top bins, as they say. Another brilliant goal. You can check out both of them on the Brindy's Instagram page if you are interested in seeing them. What a great game and what a win as well for the Brindabella Blues. 4-3, important victory for them as they now go level with Balconnen. Tied in fifth place. And of course, they're just one point above the top four, like you mentioned before, Michael, with uh, Belcon. And Belcon, I do believe, have the edge on goal difference. But remember how Brindy's started the season uh, with that big loss to six or something nil loss to uh, the White Eagles. And it took a bit of time for them to pick up the points. But now to only be one point off the top four with such a big chunk of the season remaining. Uh, it seems like the best for the Brinda Bella Blues is yet to come. And, uh, sorry, is still to come. And Queenbeam's loss, though, means that they now drop to third place, uh, one point below Wagga and two points below Ugali. So it's not all doom and gloom considering they're still very close to them. And they do have the opportunity to leapfrog uh, Ugali if they can upset uh, the Griffith team at their fortress, which hasn't been done this season. So uh, sort of just laid the groundwork there for that one, which you can always check out on those live streams at Ugali do. And also another one with that one is the last team to beat Ugali was actually Queenbian. So that's another little caveat. And obviously, uh, like we're about to mention soon, Ugali have been on quite the run. So... That sort of sets it up nicely, doesn't it? 
considering you know one's in first, one's in first place, one's in third. Not a couple of points between them. Uh, the last team to beat Ugali uh, before this great run was Queenie except no one has beaten Ugali at home this season. So that one should be a very intriguing encounter. So overall, Michael, there's a lot to talk about in this one. And there's quite a lot to talk about in this next one as well, as both these teams uh, look to try and uh, gain a win in this one. Yeah, both teams obviously desperately seeking a victory, but they ended up in a 2-2 draw on this occurrence. Matt, Canberra Ventus and Canberra White Eagles, 2-2. Croyer and Duck on the score sheet for Canberra Ventus and for White Eagles, it was Lawrence and Angel Kosky. So for White Eagles, they opened uh, the encounter with a goal via Zach Lawrence, who calmly converted from the penalty spot around the sixth minute mark. So a very good start for Eagles, considering they were eager, very eager to get a victory in this one to propel their season. You know, it was Juventus who were next to hit the scoreboard deep into the second half. Federico Prioia uh, was the man to to do so, uh, ending a nice uh, team play where they won uh, the ball back in midfield and quickly countered down the field to score in the 61st minute. So a very good goal for Juventus and Royer in on this occasion, sorry. Uh, Juve kept pushing and they took the lead through none other than their main goal scorer, Nathan Duck, who calmly converted the spot kick from the resulting penalty. This is his fifth goal of the CPL campaign, so he's having a very good individual campaign and hopefully that can spur on Juventus's CPL campaign in general. And just when it looked like they were on hand to secure another victory over White Eagles. It would have been two victories for the season, two victories over White Eagles. There was some late drama. Uh, Tony Andrikowski was the man of the hour coming to the White Aid, uh, sorry, the White Eagles aid as he pounced on the end of a uh, double save from the keeper to secure White Eagles a point. So he sort of saved White Eagles at the very, very end in this encounter. Juventus will be absolutely devastated. They weren't able to ha- hold on for all three points. But, you know, nevertheless, and it's important. It's an important point for White Eagles as they avoid being overtaken by Juventus and are now five points off fifth place, Brindis and Belconnen. It's a heartbreaking way, like I said, Matt, for... Juve to end this game as they were minutes away from securing their first win since round one, which was against White Eagles and moving up the ladder. You know, plenty to take away from a performance like this, though, and they remind they remain, sorry, three points off their opponents in this match, which were White Eagles. So this result didn't really do any favors for either side, Matt, as both are desperate to get back in the winner's circle, like I mentioned, but the Results saw them finish in a draw, a very entertaining draw, though, may I add. So it's going to take a little bit more time for either one of these teams or both of these teams to try and get their season back on track or at least get a kick started so they can build a little bit of uh, momentum and avoid that relegation zone. But, Matt, do you want to get into our last CPL game before we eventually sign off for episode 80? Next up is ANU 1-1 against Ugali. The university side were the ones to break the deadlock with 21 minutes left in this match. The scorer was Rowan Peterkin 
uh, opening his own scoring account in the CPL campaign this season. The away side were determined not to travel back to the Riverina without something for their efforts, and they equalised 13 minutes later. None other than player coach Darren Bailey was the one uh, to step up with his seventh goal of the campaign. Uh, tied second. He's now tied second on the goal-scoring charts uh, with Zach Lawrence. Hugely important vic- uh, Sorry, point for Ugali as they steer clear of Wagga by one point at the top of the table. They also remain undefeated in their last six matches. Coincidentally, as I mentioned before, the last team to beat them is the team that will be travelling to Griffith. Uh, not this weekend, of course, because of the finals, but the following weekend. So there's a chance for both sides here. If either side can get a victory, uh, they do put a bit of pressure on the other side. And then if it's a draw or something like that, maybe Wagga can take advantage or someone else can take advantage. There's just so many outcomes to come from this weekend and add to that tit for tat week by week title race we are seeing in CPL. I don't think anyone can predict uh, what's going to happen. Not even, uh, not even uh, Chris Webb on this one. ANU, on the other hand, still secured an important point as they steer clear of Belco uh, by one point as they sort of uh, leap them a bit by one point in fourth place. ANU have also been undefeated in their last five matches after this result. Michael, uh, before I flick to you, I'm going to quickly mention uh, the matches that are that are catch-ups because I have mentioned it quite a bit, so I probably should mention what they are. In MPL, the catch-up match uh, is Friday, 2nd of June, 7 p.m., Tigers against Gagalan United at Riverside. And then the women's catch-up match is ANUW against West Canberra Wanderers, 7 p.m. at Gagalan enclosed on Thursday, the 1st of June. Jeremy and I will be on hand to commentate that one, I believe, from Gungahlin in closing. Let me quickly mention as well the cup finals that are this weekend that we will be back to break down next weekend. And that is, of course, Canberra Croatia against Canberra Olympic. Uh, which team will make the round of 32 uh, and represent Canberra? That one is 5.30 p.m. Deakin Stadium, Saturday, June 3rd. And just before that, the Federation Cup final, Belconi United against Gungahlin United, 2 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Uh, Michael, quite a lot to look forward to. We mentioned quite a few scenarios uh, that we will be reviewing when we come back in two weeks' time, which I'm sure we'll mention quickly on the show next week as well. But obviously those two big cup finals this weekend. Uh, any last words before we sign off until then? No, I'm just really looking forward to the matches. Obviously, they're going to be great spectacles, something to play for as well, you know, some silverware too. So that's always an extra incentive for these teams to go out and play hard. So I think what we can expect is some very good football to be played across, you know, the uh, Oz Cup qualifying uh, final, the Federation Cup final, and uh, also the you know, additionally, the catch-up matches as well, Matt. So plenty of football still going on and uh, we'll be all, you and I will certainly be here to break it all down uh, next time uh, we're on. We certainly will, everybody. Uh, enjoy the football this week and 
That was episode 80 of the Canberra Football Show. Hope you had a great long weekend. Hope you have a great weekend this weekend. And as always, enjoy the football. Thank you.